This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 AfterBuzzers. This is the Four Life After Show, Season 1, Episode 5, and the gang is all here. Hey, guys. Hey. hey! What up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so doing things a little bit differently, but it could not stop us from getting our show out the way. So again, this is season one, episode five. Show is titled Witness. Real quick, we can go down the line. What did you guys think of the episode? Yeah, I'll I'll just... Someone go. Oh, someone go. (laughs) (laughs) You said said down the line. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we all got different lines. Yeah. (laughs) But Emily, you got it. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. I loved this episode. Uh, it's it, it shows Aaron reconnecting with his daughter and his wife. And I just, I loved how it was just a different moment of him kind of, because we were debating a lot about kind of his moral kind of compass and where it lies. And I feel like this was a great episode where it showcased where he was in that development and in that process as he's as he's defending uh, uh, defending someone and also grappling with like maybe this person might be guilty okay good deal we'll definitely talk about a lot of those things while we're going I may as well take the opportunity to introduce you guys so this is Emily May who is a big Joy Bryant fan and loves crime drama so that's what she thought of the episode moving on who normally sits beside her is Jeff <laughs> Will, who loves 50 Cent and Power. Um, each week, Jeff does have a special segment for life and back. But Jeff, what did you think of tonight's episode? No, I couldn't agree more. I thought the episode was great. I love seeing Aaron play the actual, like, being a father role and have mm-hmm. to tell his daughter to kind of be selfish in a way. You need to be selfish about yourself and your daughter. So I love that. You Like you said, Emily, you get to see the the test of his integrity in this episode and there was a lot of stuff going on so I just can't wait to talk about it for sure there were so many moments where I was like "Ooh, it's crazy that we are not <laughs> sitting together because we would have yes. been like we would have been all over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but next up last but not least or but not least we've got Dot McDonald who is a human rights activist George Bryant fan she holds down the live chat Dot what did you think about the episode 
I think this episode was really solid. There was so much that was happening, but mainly for me, what I just was like, yes, was kind of seeing Aaron turn from this savior to the enemy within the jail. It's just getting real mm-hmm. sticky and just real gritty. And I'm just so for it. <laughs> okay, perfect. You know, we got to be somewhere near halfway through, like that's an episode five. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see a lot of the things that we've talked about come into play. Um, you guys, my name is Keith Andre. I'm here each and every week driving the boat. Also, huge power fan. And the guys all know that I'm studying to be a lawyer. I'm taking the LSAT next month. That's going good with the quarantine. Lots of time to just focus. And I was like, oh, you got it. Lots of studying. Lots of studying. But let's hope so. But <laughs> I did take some time to get into and like to really, like I said, I feel like tonight's episode allowed us to kind of study Aaron's character. You know, we, we all are just talking about um, the chance to see some of his integrity shape. So I guess we can, I don't know, should we start there? Y'all want to go back a little bit and just kind of with the flow let's start there let's yeah, get let's into okay. it yeah okay perfect all right so go ahead go ahead Di. so i believe in a previous uh show we talked about like what will he do when he's you know in this position where he might not be telling the truth or how far will he go mm-hmm. and in this episode this is exactly where he came face to face with it and we saw what he would do um i guess his name is rafi lopez he finds out that he actually committed the crime mm-hmm. and he's kind of forced to do i still represent this man do i not and we see that he goes forward and at the end he gets out so mm-hmm. aaron is down to yeah. do what he needs to do by any means necessary, y'all, by any yeah. means. <laughs> but not mm. without question, because I did, well, go ahead. I heard, I think Emily started to say something. And <laughs> oh, Jack yes, no, I, mm. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a little difficult. It, it's hard because you see Aaron struggle, just like with any lawyer, you're going to have a defense, you're going to have a prosecution. So every lawyer is going to have to know whether their client is guilty or innocent and you're going to either have to defend them or prosecute them. You know, like it's, you're, you're on both sides of, of the law in, in a way because, and Aaron is, is defending this person, but like finding, finding ways to get him off and like present that he's innocent, even when he knows the truth, like that's like a really hard battle to, to, to win internally. And he has to, he, Aaron has to come to the grips with what type of lawyer and what type of person he wants to be. And this was an episode where it kind of, he, he was trying to figure that out. For sure. And Jeff, what were you saying? I want to agree with you guys because I mean, we see that Aaron fully, I mean, he goes with it. He decides to still be his, his, um, um, prosecutor and everything his lawyer but there's like a there's something holding me back because remember in the jail cell they talk about how if you don't if you don't defend me then I'm gonna hurt you like that's a threat so like it's not like he really had a choice it's not like he really had a choice and I feel like us as a as an audience we kind of got cheated in that sense because I don't think he really needed that line I feel like if that line wasn't there, we would have saw what his integrity, where his integrities lie more. It would have been more black and white. Now it's kind of gray. That's where I'm like kind of having what an issue. Wasn't there. If if the guy never said you have have to defend me, 
or else. That's a threat. Now he's already motivated to defend him. It's not it's not black and white what his integrity's lie because we have a like a motivating factor now. Okay. I can definitely understand that. For me, I feel like we got to really see Aaron come into being a lawyer with this episode, with this case in, to, in particular. When he got to the conference room, he really had the opportunity to flex mm-hmm. and show that he knew what he was talking about. And so I think that the integrity piece comes in with just the flashback for him asking Marie, just taking those moments to consider the weight and the guilt that comes with knowing that the guy who did it was guilty. But even when he was talking to uh, the guard who was with him and he was trying to emphasize the point that oh it doesn't mean you know that he didn't do it but they just shouldn't have, they used the law like wrong so I really enjoyed seeing that and I think this was the first time like a little defining moment to feel like okay Aaron does have empathy and compassion and like this moral compass he just doesn't really we got to try to sort with, you know, what's up with your girl, uh, Marie? She was lying. Oh my gosh. Then she was texting. <laughs> Where are we? So- <laughs> <laughs> my girl, Marie, let's talk about it. So Break it down. <laughs> so when I saw that she was lying to Darius about who she was on the phone with, I am not really clear on. I would love to hash it out with you guys to try to figure out like what what is going on? Why is she lying and telling yeah. the truth? She, I wasn't for it. Yeah, she was also dishonest with her daughter as well. Helping him, she helped with that letter a few episodes back. So like she is kind of being deceitful kind of being working this game with Aaron. And so again, I'm not sure where where her moral compass lies and what she's how she's gonna kind of come out of this. Yeah, I think she's still trying to sort through just deciding uh, how she feels about Aaron and how much she should be doing for him. I was gonna ask that too because I had, you know, we we got to see both Jasmine and Marie kind of helping you know they're Aaron's people and so we mm-hmm. got to see them play like private investigators so I wanted to know as an aside too how we felt about you know seeing them rally at the end of the day they are family um I think she does want to help him but I was happy that at least she was honest with Darius after the fact now the late night text and I'm like okay Marie what mm. what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> hey all I'm saying is did hey question for you guys did she ever tell Darius, the homeboy? That's the first time I used his name. I'm even mad I <laughs> yeah. said it. Either way. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're... Either way, did she ever tell them, tell Darius about them like searching for the for the witnesses? Because uh, at the dinner time, they like closed down the computer and mm-hmm. kind of kept it secret during that time. So she told him a little bit, but she didn't tell him everything. That's fair. That's, that's true. true. He, she was selective <laughs> on what she shared with him. And it will be interesting to see if next episode or an episode after that, it comes out because I feel like she's gonna, if she gets too connected with Aaron and gets in trouble, it's going to spiral and her relationship with Darius will spiral. For sure. I think, you know, she, we may see her look back and realize that she should have done differently because Mm -hmm. she had the opportunity to tell the whole truth. And I think we all would agree the reason why she didn't say it, because, you know, Darius is not with that. He wants her to stop, you know, helping him out and and doing deals. So we'll see where that goes. But with this episode, I also saw the introduction of like a new angle because we did get to see, so the warden has the dogs coming. So we get to see this whole 
kind of vantage point from the the COs and with the drills. What did you guys take from there? It took me a second just to try to follow it and get in, but I did want to see like how you guys feel about them giving us, I guess, a different kind of story as the season progresses. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few episodes back when we were debating whether the warden was going to help Aaron or not. I feel like this episode showed that she's more more willing to help Aaron than we think because she she you know she has the tip that there's like drug smuggling happening and and she has been kind of elevating Aaron and kind of helping kind of get um get him situated and kind of like get him to conversations that he needs to have the same way I do think that she was somewhat showing loyalty to him and showing that she does just, I'm just learning so much you know I've always yeah. wondered how things got in, into case, in case you need to know <laughs> <laughs> now now I know now I have new ideas um but <laughs> she is showing like herself over and over again which is making me nervous because I think as a viewer I'm becoming more trustworthy trustworthy of who she is mm-hmm. and I'm getting like a little nervous nervous like uh uh-oh because I'm starting to trust her and let my hair down Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen that's gonna flip that for us (laughs) exactly I was like like you said you're starting to root for her I was like she's getting that root like she's getting a rooting interest from us now like they're giving us a backstory they're Mm -hmm. giving us a reason why she's over here facetiming her daughter and stuff I was like okay don't make me like team (laughs) team like team you I'm like I don't want to be that because I don't know you like that yet yeah no I I 100% feel you I love the storyline though because it's there's so much more going on outside of what Aaron sees, like above the above his head with all the CEOs and everything. So I love that storyline. And then seeing how the um, warden was kind of playing the quicker game while Aaron's usually doing that. And Aaron had to be like, slow down, let's play some chess here. And mm-hmm. I was like kind of switch roles. I love that. Yeah, great, great, uh, great change of pace for sure. Who is the guy, the younger, like handsome white guy that works with the warden? Do we know him? No clue. Okay. I thought he was, was new this episode. Okay. I think he okay. Was. I, maybe so. I just thought it was interesting that he would have so much of her ear and we have never. 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before. I'm, I'm I think so we'll happy see more that. of him. Yeah, I think we'll see more of him. And that was like the introduction of who he was so that we would know he's someone important and someone that she obviously is listening to. But yeah, I, I guess we'll get to see who he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, yeah, I was just like, who is this guy? Did I miss something or has he been here all along? You know, sometimes you have to introduce characters. You do? I'm not, a, look, I'm not against it. We know we'll talk about predictions later because we know 50 Cent is coming next week. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole new character. But yeah, in the meantime, I'm going to keep my eye on him. I do think the warden, you know, like you said, she's trusting or she shows loyalty loyalty to him but it's still only as much as she needs to right he gave her some good advice and so she's taking heed to it now what did you guys think about so we did get to see jasmine surprise and come to the prison what did you think about the warden listening on um his conversation with jasmine so that was one of oh sorry dot you want to go go ahead I was just going to say that was one of the moments where I wasn't sure whether she was going to use it against him because he was admitting things in the room. And, but then also he must realize that she has access to that room and that she could be listening. So I, I'm not sure because they didn't reveal too much after that. 
See, I didn't even think like that, Emily. So thank you for bringing that up because now I am like, oh my God, that's so true because that was one of the moments where I was like, oh wow, she allowed him to have this moment with his daughter. She's listening in. Maybe that's opening her heart to him and kind of understanding his dynamic and why he's fighting so hard. But you totally just brought up a different uh, like reason why she could have been doing that as well. Yeah, and I'm gonna just play it in the middle. I think she's on the fence, honestly, mm-hmm. because like, She's so she's shown so many things of goodness. And then also, like, she's still ruthless. We all know who she is. So I think she's trying to figure out where she wants to be in the line of Aaron because she she knows what he's convicted of, but she knows the man that she sees every day. So she's I, I see a, a com, conflicted person right now. OK, that's fair. So let's go into a little bit, because we have talked a little bit about the new case that he had to take on, but, you know, a few things did stand out, and we were talking about um, his integrity with representing a guilty man. So first of all, that $100,000 settlement, did you guys, did you know for a fact that um, that the guy he was representing was going to say no? Were you kind of hoping that he would say yes? Or or how did you guys feel feel about that? That that gave us the opportunity away for him to still be the bad guy um, and sit in jail. Did you think that he would would say no? That's a very interesting question. I think when I was watching it, I think his name was Rafi Lopez. I was Mm -hmm. thinking he would take the money. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because he'd be set up when he got out. He seems like a guy who comes from a criminal background. I mean, if he's in prison or jail for robbing someone, he obviously has necessities that he can't get on his own. I was thinking, oh, this would be great. I mean, he gets to serve his time. He's guilty. And on the flip side, he'll get his money. So it'll be somewhat of an incentive. I was very shocked when he decided not to take that. But at the same time, he seems like he's a man of danger and almost like a man who's just about his stuff who has people that can do things you hear that he had a witness and spooked her to the point she didn't Mm -hmm. even want to come forward anymore so he just seems like a man who um, is very prominent and gets what he wants regardless yeah I agree that he's that type of character that you know he can get what he wants kind of at any point and so I feel like he just wanted to like move forward and get through with the process as quickly as possible yeah and it's, I just agree with both of you guys, but, but what, what was said is like, he just tried to get it done as quick as possible. It's, it's unfortunate, but yeah. For sure. And, and, just, and almost like he didn't want um, Aaron to represent him completely. Like he wasn't totally into it at first. So just his character, he like, nah, skip that. Like you go, you said you're going to do it, do it then. Almost like a, what word am I looking for? It, not a competition, but he's like. Instigating kind of? A threat. Instigating oh, okay. a okay. threat, yeah. Okay. I, I okay. wonder. I wonder if he like just didn't think the hundred dollars would actually get there. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like he had to wait two, uh, two years, and then the the hundred dollar, a hundred thousand dollars would be there because that's how much you want in a settlement. I wonder if that's what was like a motivating factor. Because if you get say a hundred thousand dollars and you're already in jail and you have to wait two more years, I just don't see why you want to challenge that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been to jail, so I can me imagine. You know, if you're saying I can get out tomorrow versus a hundred thousand, I probably am gonna be inclined to still want to get out. But I think with that, what you said about him being a dangerous man, you know, that does raise I think two points. For one, I think that shows why I think the writers wanted to put that kind of dialogue threatening him, like you said you was gonna do it. So do it more for his character than for Aaron to grapple with like being threatened or having the motivation to represent him. And then I think too, just this whole area and with the world of like it opening up with the COs is gonna give us the parameters so that we can experience like, we still wanna know, you know, we got to see a little bit with Aaron's like credibility in jail, like his street cred, go, you know, just trying to examine that. And then just that element of like danger or risk for him as well. So when I got to see him kind of confront him, I was like, oh, okay, we said, I'm waiting to see it, but it, you know, was short lived. So we'll see what happens there as well. <laughs> now to go back to Another thing for um, Jeff, I definitely was like, ooh, we got to see what Jeff say. For one, what did y'all think about Darius being the one to tell Jasmine the truth? Her mom didn't tell her. Darius did. Do you want me to go first or do you want me to let the ladies speak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take this. You feel one, about Jeff. Darius, so why don't you go first? <laughs> Homebo homeboy just wanted some drama. Let let's be real about it. No, because... <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna just be upfront with you. Your dad, I mean, your dad's playing dirty. He's bringing your mom into it and you need to know. And he does, I don't see it as good intentions. What's, I mean, because if it's good intentions, you would have her do it alone because it's their family. I mean, technically, it just didn't seem like it was out of good intentions and is is not really his place. Not even a little bit, Jeff. Are you just are you are you <laughs> being biased here? You don't have any room to see how Darius could have been doing that from the good of the family. No, I the word okay, the words could have been good, but the message was not. I mean the the, the way it was okay yeah, the way the it was delivery. served. The delivery. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah the, so delivery wasn't there. That's what I'm saying. So just let the mom do it. If it's in a genuine way, that's that's the better because that's the family. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm torn actually because I feel like it is something that that Marie needs to talk to Jasmine about. That like this is her kid. Like he, Darius, it's not Darius's kid. Like this is a, this is a conversation you have with your daughter. And so I feel like he was stepping out of bounds to do that. But I also can see on the other, the flip side, that he was trying to protect her and trying to not have her hurt as much and feel so isolated. So I can see both sides of that. Like Emily, I can see oh. both sides too. No, I, I agree with Emily. I can see both sides. Okay. One thing I want to, I want to mention is that like, you notice in the late night text message, she said she thanked him for being the five father figure. If, if homeboy was that father figure and was good enough, she wouldn't have had to text him. Just saying. Ooh. Yeah, but it's only so much because I mean, Jasmine but it was for not gonna it was for the same exact argument. But she won't even receive it from. She's never going to receive it from Darius the way that she would from her own father. Mm -mm. Like, exactly. It's totally different. She, it's totally and different. Shouldn't. And she shouldn't. <laughs> 
Okay, well, just to stick on Darius for a second, because I did want to also take a look and examine, you know, we did get to see the scene with Darius and Marie in the car. So we could start with Jeff again, because I know you take a lot of issue with them and their relationship. But seeing this moment and this level of honesty and just kind of coming on the same page, did that do anything for how you view their relationship? Do you see, you know, tell me how you felt about having to sit through and watch that. Yeah, um, <laughs> there was nothing new for me, though, because I felt like she's always keeping him at a distance you know what I mean mm -hmm. like she's telling him enough she told him that that she was on the phone talking to him the other day but that's it she didn't say anything about the late night text message she didn't think, say anything about the researching before dinner about all the witnesses so like there's still a lot of uh, like truths to be told so I feel like nothing's really changed she's just keeping him at a 10 feet radius yeah, I say that. Oh, Dot, you go. I will say that I, I, I do admire her transparency with Darius when it comes down to it. That does show that she cares about him. It's just always something that she is like battling with. But again, mm -hmm. this is why I don't think they should be together because there's too many complexities of their relationship as opposed to one that she'd be able to move through a lot more fluidly if it wasn't her man's best friend. Like, mm -hmm. this is exactly why... Marie, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> Just not. Wow. Yeah. That's that's great. That's a great point. Do so do you guys think that they're in love or they love each other? Do you think their their relationship so, is real? I they they said those comments about it. she said thank you for being my rock and he said something about you're my ocean. Yeah, that was I was like, <laughs> like come on, Darius. I mean like, come on, you have to have better lines than that. I mean, it's not it's not smooth. I was like, maybe that's because mm -hmm. that's his like his lifeline, like we need water, but like anything. No, <laughs> no just, anything. I, I was like, no, it just didn't I I feel so like I felt so differently after I saw the episode about how they developed their relationship. But seeing this tonight's episode, I just feel completely kind of like kind of neutral kind of not really excited mm. to like have her and, and Darius together because it seems like that she kind of like fell into his arms because he happened to be there but not because they actually had a very intense connection okay yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with that as well I mean I, I think I'm definitely like neutral to it. I don't want to say I don't care about it, but just because we got to see and experience so many other factors, it's like, hmm, I don't know how much more, you know, I will need to invest myself in their relationship with so much to still um, come from the show. So I, I don't know. I think that this was a chance where we got to see a little bit of conflict, but, you know, just in that point, how everything evolved so quickly, it's like, where else do we go? from here with them, like Jeff said, we're not learning really anything new at this point. So maybe somewhere down the line, there'll be this tug of war at her heart. But for now, yeah, I'm about done with Darius and Marie as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry mm. for you. <laughs> Bye. Jeff's on board with that. Jeff, Jeff oh, is exactly. on board. <laughs> Okay, I think well, Beyonce just once said boy bye or something like that. Yeah. But okay. boy bye. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, you seem to have made a believer. Um, 
out of us, you know, that's a relationship that you wasn't here for <laughs> from the get. So from day one. We got to see some of that. But now let's go ahead and we'll jump into our special segment for life and back. Yeah, exactly. So the for life and back, if you guys have not seen it before, is when we highlight someone that has um, either been previously wrongfully in prison or um, a story around that. And this is uh, something similar. So this one we're highlighting Yusuf Salam. He's one of the original Central Park Five. And if you don't know what that is, there were five black and Latino um, teens in Harlem who were charged with murder back in 89, who were then exonerated back in 2002. And um, so right now we're highlighting him because he's actually coming out with a book about wrongful imprisonment and it comes out September 1st. So I just wanted to highlight him because not only did he have to deal with that and be exonerated in his own life, but now he's writing stories about that, sharing that same stories for um, generations to come. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. We'll have to we'll have to read I, it and. Yeah, I saw when they so. see us, and it's one of those movies I will never ever forget. No, yeah. exactly. you, you'll never. Yeah, you're right. You never forget those stories. I couldn't get through the whole thing, but, you know, bringing that back up and knowing that it's, it's just amazing what people are able to do and how much they yeah. are able to it, just really be resilient and overcome. So I definitely would like to check that out. Definitely. But yeah, that's all I have for, for life and back. Appreciate it. Okay. We love it. It's always good to learn something new. I know we had said this on previous episodes, but we like living in a time where we get to know more about kind of what's going on and be active participants in it. So thanks for holding down the special segment. Okay, and so we don't really have much news and gossip, which makes sense. I mean, the world is in a state of, you know, panic. We are all remote. So I want everybody to continue to stay (laughs) safe. I'm sure there'll be, you know, We're seeing news and media. I guess we could talk about that. It's interesting to see kind of the shift. We're seeing like a lot of today's show, they're doing it from their basements and Mm -hmm. a lot of that this week. So I think it'll be interesting to see maybe in the the coming weeks, just how we kind of bounce back or what news and what media we were able to like really take part back in. You know, it's really sad. And like, I just thought about this as I would press play on the TV show and don't get me wrong. I know it has no, it's no comparison. But I, I clicked on it. I said, he locked up just like I am. And they're pressed oh. play. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, that's so messed up. So messed up. I was like, there's like, no comparison. But I just started cracking up and as soon as I pressed play because that's where my head was at. Oh, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. So it has been only, really... I was just going to say, it's been three, really crazy. It is only day three, but are you guys not also kind of impressed what all we have been able to do without getting together? Like we here we are still having our show, like things are still happening. And I'm like, technology, thank you. This is kind of incredible. I'm a little afraid of like, now that we know we can do all of this, like, Mm -hmm. is this the new norm? How is this mm-hmm. going to be integrated now into yeah. our daily life? It's incredible because I, I literally ran like six hours of meetings all through Zoom the other day. We got through so much stuff and like 
I was like, whoa, I'm more productive doing that than I was in the mm. office. Like that's the scary mm. part. <laughs> Look, yeah. as long as long as they know they still need me at work, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We can do all this digital stuff, but you need me in office. Yes. We don't need robots <laughs> running things. <laughs> Or maybe, you know, exactly. that'll be the new thing, hiring people just to work from home. But it'll be really interesting to see. We'll check back in because we'll still be doing this show each and every week. So next yep. week, we got 50 Cent coming, which is a good time to kind of think about and jump into our predictions um, segment. I don't know, Dot, if you want to go first, but that's kind your of After Buzz TV to. predictions. Okay, so. <laughs> I am predicting that 50 Cent is going to be one of the people that was in connection with Aaron Wallace getting in jail. I know that we didn't Mm. see him initially in that friend circle, but I'm almost just wanting him to be. That's Mm. my prediction. Mm. (laughs) Do we know? Do we know? Does he have more than one episode? Or he just has this one episode? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Oh, I should have checked. I, I'm sure that it's going to be more than one, but either way, I think that would be really interesting. That would, that would I think be. This, this episode did give us the opportunity to start to think back to like his case and like what's going yeah. on and how do we, we connect those um, dots, no pun intended. But <laughs> 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 what about, what about you, Jeff? You got any, any good predictions? Um, I'm like Loki looking up this episode real quick so I can see how many episodes 50's in. That's why I was looking to the left real quick. I just have a computer screen right here. But um, no, for next for next time, I'm just hoping 50 brings the drama. Honestly, I'm ready for it. I, I love anything Curtis Jackson, so I'm I'm hoping he brings the drama inside the inside the penitentiary and like the jail cell because it's always been like um building up building up and then this last episode toward the end everybody everybody's all good with him i want some more drama i want i want him to ramp it back up because that's what 50 does so so is he gonna is he gonna be an inmate is he an inmate yes yeah please so he's coming (gasps) in with an orange jumpsuit interesting so he's so he's a new inmate so I don't know. I feel like I feel like my prediction would be that he's going to cause he's either going to have insight into Aaron's case, like in a good way. Not that he was that he might not be involved, but he might know something. And um, and I think the warden is we're going to see some more stuff with the warden kind of interfering with like the jail life and what's happening and might help Aaron a little bit more. And. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lot more dramatic. The next the next episode okay i agree everybody wants more drama so for me um and you guys if you had other predictions it didn't have to just be limited to to 50 cents appearance but since that's where we went you know i think that it will be he will be used to create more drama and tension between like inmates warden ceos because we got to see mm-hmm. some of that so i think we'll continue to see that and maybe if it is just a few episodes, then maybe he's the next case that Aaron's going to be, you know, taking yeah, on. Maybe he will get that too. Yeah. I love that. But, but some kind of way, I'm still trying to figure out, like, well, how do we get back to Aaron? Because each case that he takes always gets back to the plot we saw tonight. So the real reason he wanted to represent 
old boy was to try it and like scribble mm-hmm. and rah rah yeah. rah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot. He's like stretching his lawyer wings, you know. He's stretching, <laughs> seeing like what other ca- what other things can I file against the DA and against this person, and he's he's stretching his wings. Oh, yeah. And I think, too, you know, so a couple of things I'll say I want to see. I want to or I feel that we're going to see some romance between Marie and Aaron, just because with that texting and when you typing it up and then thinking about it and before you send it, I like, <laughs> I feel like we're going to see rekindle. some romance there. But then, too, I still think there's this big mystery around the connection between Aaron's lawyer, the one who vouched for him the mm. DA and the warden. So I still want to know, like, they all still feel a little sketchy to me. We know the DA is corrupt. We saw what their office did, but I think that all three of them have something like going on in the back end that we don't know mm. about. So I like to see it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. could see all that. I could see all that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I could see all that. I could see all that. Well, that's all I got. You know, we can, we can talk and talk and talk. I'm so glad that we were able to do it in this format. It wasn't too bad. I feel like it kind of like checked us a little bit in terms of yeah. like watching who's speaking and like not yeah. talking. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry, your turn, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, I, I loved it so much, but we're pretty much out of time at this point. You guys know you can check us out each and every week. We'll be back Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll roll out the <laughs> official time. Um, but Doc, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. Please follow me everywhere at Doc McDonald. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Doc McDonald. <laughs> All right, Jeff. And you guys can continue the conversation with your boy at Jeff Will Jr. and all the social media platforms. Okay, Emily. Awesome. You can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. Perfect. And I am Keith Andre all over social media at Keith underscore Andre. That's it for us. See you guys later. Yay. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.